Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. a guy 50 years old, a lot of business experience, well-educated, extremely knowledgeable, gifted, comes to Christ. He's still a baby. He doesn't look like a baby, but he behaves like a baby. Character's not there. Maturity's not there. And, and I see that quite commonly, to be honest, among Christian adults who've been walking with the Lord five years and they think they know it all. Usually that's what the Lord uses. It's interesting. He uses that to set them up for the suffering that will actually mature them. Young Christians often have a lot more enthusiasm than maturity. That zeal is a wonderful thing. It can help establish a deep intimacy with God. But it's more important to maintain humility and to honor those who are more mature. Their experience can be a huge help for the new believer, just as the excitement of new Christians can help renew the spark their elders once had. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. And here's Pastor Robert in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 1 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. Open your Bibles to the book of 1 Corinthians and we'll continue our study there. We began our study of 1 Corinthians last week and I told you a little bit about Corinth. Just to uh, review, it was so decadent that the name Corinthian became synonymous with reprobate. Um, it was just understood that they, uh, they condoned all kinds of wickedness, and uh, it was a lot like South Beach. The, um, the ministry of Paul, we looked at it, you know, in, in Acts chapter 18. He was there for a year and a half. And it seems from what we read in Acts chapter 18, he was tempted to leave right when he got there. He, he saw that, you know, things were pretty ugly and, and he went to the synagogue and the Jewish population wasn't receptive and, and they got ugly with him and, and, uh, it, it seems he was tempted to just bail out and the Lord in a vision told him not to. I want you to stay here. I want you to speak out. Don't keep silent. I have a lot of people here and you won't be harmed. And, and so he did. He continued there for a year and a half and, and ministered and, and, uh, we looked at the greeting and how he just was, you know, overflowing with, um, encouragement and talking about how gifted they were. And we, we really considered last week the issue of gifted children and how often we see that in the church. People who know a lot and are extremely gifted, but are still immature because they haven't suffered, and that's really what it usually comes down to, um, kind of get ahead of themselves. And I see that in, in my kids. You know, they, they're, you know, kind of reach that age where they think they know more than daddy does. Sometimes they do know more. They just don't have the wisdom to apply it as well as they think. And they, they need some attitude adjustment and, Correction along the way. And, and that's true for us as Christians. You know, you'll, you'll take a guy 
50 years old, a lot of business experience, well-educated, extremely knowledgeable, gifted, comes to Christ. He's still a baby. He doesn't look like a baby, but he behaves like a baby. Character's not there. Maturity's not there. And, and I see that quite commonly, to be honest, among Christian adults who've been walking with the Lord five years and they think they know it all. Usually that's what the Lord uses. It's interesting. He uses that to set them up for the suffering that will actually mature them later on. So it's kind of, you know, I think God's sense of humor and, and just his uh, sense of irony is, is phenomenal. But now we've moved beyond the greeting, and we're going to get into the, the opening passage here. Let's pick it up at verse 10 and read together. He says, Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. For it has been declared to me concerning you, my brethren, by those of Chloe's household, that there are contentions among you. Now, I say this, that each of you says, I am of Paul, or I am of Apollos, or I am of Cephas, or I am of Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you except Crispus and Gaius, lest anyone should say that I'd baptized in my own name. Yes, I also baptized the household of Stephanus. Besides, I don't know whether I baptized any other. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of no effect. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved... It is the power of God. This is a, it's an interesting thing to me. You know, he, Paul begins his letter to the Corinthians with, I guess you could call it an, an exhortative rebuke, right? He's, he's, I, I'm pleading with you. We, Paul, he does that. Paul does that quite often. I plead with you. I beseech you. I'm begging you guys. It's fascinating to me at least, that where this troubled congregation is concerned, where there is incest, we'll see later, that there's um, immorality, that there's even heresy, as some within this church are questioning the resurrection. And, and yet, Paul's first priority in this letter is their disunity. He says, you guys are fragmented. And that's a problem. As a matter of fact, it's the first thing he wants to deal with here. And, and I have really three main points that I want us to look at in, in those few verses dealing with their disunity. And the first one is the authority behind his exhortation. He says, I'm pleading with you by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. He's coming in authority. This is a rebuke. This is a confrontation. He's like, guys, listen, I'm pleading with you that you all speak the same thing, that you, that you get on the same page. You know, I was thinking about this and, and considering this issue of the authority of the Lord Jesus. He's coming as one representing in the name, by the name of the Lord Jesus I'm, I'm pleading with you on this issue. Look at Colossians chapter 1 with me. Colossians chapter 1. We're going to bounce around just a little bit, so do try to keep up. Colossians chapter 1. 
the Lord Jesus. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. Verse 15 says, For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things consist, and he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. It brought back memories looking at this today and considering what Paul says there in that church or in that letter to the church at Colossae. You know, Jesus is to have preeminence in all things. Is that true in your life? Who has? What has preeminence in every area of your life? Who has preeminence in your in your work, your attitudes, your decisions, your your choices? In other words, the basis for your decisions. What, what's the first thing you think about when, when when you're deciding about your job or the decisions you make within your job or the attitudes that you have toward coworkers? Who has preeminence? What has preeminence? What comes first? What's the first thing you think about? What's the first priority? Is it Jesus? Should be. That's what it means to be Lord. We toss that around like, you know, Jesus is Lord. Really? Is he really? Is he really in your life, Lord? Is he your king, your master? You know, I meditated on that a little while one afternoon, my master. And the, the idea, of course, is, is that of, you know, a bond slave who is completely and totally subject. And if you displease him, you die, potentially. Probably. Preeminence in all things. He alone, the firstborn of all creation. You know, I was thinking about this. Paul goes representing the Lord of glory. He goes representing the one who spoke the worlds into existence. And he says, I plead with you. Get on the same page, guys. When he wrote to Titus, one of the things he told him in Titus 1, verse 5, he said, you need to appoint elders in the different cities. It's important. Why? Well, because there has to be order. There has to be order. We used to have a saying in Youth of the Mission, everybody's dog is nobody's dog. What did we mean by that? I thought you fed him. I thought you fed him. Well, nobody fed him. Outside influences can so easily creep into the church and into the heart of a follower of Jesus. You may have already given your life to Jesus, but the enemy isn't going to give up on you. He'll entice you with temporary pleasures of things around you, things that don't really line up with Jesus and living for the kingdom of heaven. They may seem fun for now, but they'll never give you the life you're searching for. Don't let Satan's enticements distract you. Come back to Jesus regularly and live for the plans he has for you. Thanks for joining Pastor Robert today in this study of the New Testament book of 1 Corinthians on Main Thing Radio. If you'd like to learn more about this ministry, please visit our website, mainthingradio.com. Listen to additional teachings by clicking on Podcast or download our mobile app to take Main Thing Radio with you on the go. You can even find us on social media. 
Come follow our Facebook and Twitter accounts to keep up to date with everything that's happening at Main Thing Radio and Calvary Chapel Miami Beach. You'll find links to our social media sites at MainThingRadio.com. With that, our time with you has come to an end. We pray you continue to seek Jesus each and every day. And we invite you to join us next time as Pastor Robert continues to teach through the book of 1 Corinthians, right here on Main Thing Radio.